three, two, one. And welcome to the What The Shuck podcast. The goal of the What The Shuck podcast is to provide a platform to people with influential ideas that have either helped me to change my life or that could potentially help you to change your life if you're listening to this right now. So throughout the podcast, I'll be interviewing people of all professions and arts or just anybody with an idea or story that deserves to be heard. So my next guest is a makeup artist and a advertising manager for a radio station. Um, she is Brittany Moses, and she has been doing professional makeup for over a decade. She has worked for herself as she started this as a hobby, and has developed it into what has been known by or has been recognized by Scout Guide as the best in the business in the area. She's done work for makeup, for TV, for the red carpet magazines, photo shoots, pageants, proms, and anything in between. And she is very, very much into being positive about everybody else around her and making sure that she uplifts the people that are on her team. So without further ado, thank you for coming on, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. What an introduction. I don't know if I deserve it, <laughs> but thank you. Just a few few things I've done. So, But thanks for noticing um, that I try to be positive. Yes, because in times that things are so negative, it's really important to be really positive. And I know mm-hmm. that for me, that is what allowed me to kind of change my life. So I saw that you were doing that and was like, I love that people were doing that. And I also recognized that you were following a dream of yours. Mm-hmm. And I know that, like I said, you've been doing this for 10 years for the makeup stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, how do I get into work like this? How do I do that? And at first it wasn't always about you were making money. You weren't like necessarily just the big dog. It was like you've had to right. put in a lot of work to get there. And so if you want to talk a little bit about what you were doing at first while you were working on doing that, because you were telling me that you do stuff in ads and do stuff for the radio, if you yeah. kind of want to touch on that and then go from how you were working as a hobby and then have really made it into something that's helping you kind of sustain your life. Sure. So it all started December 26, 1989. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like that was the day I was born. Um, no. So just to preface it some, I went to the University of Kentucky um, and got a bachelor's and a master's um, with the aspiration of being a high school English teacher. So I became a high school English teacher and um, this, the summer going into my first official year as a teacher, Fayette County Public Schools had a $20 million budget cut. So I was then faced with having to find something for work for at least the summer or maybe even a year and found myself in radio sales. Um, So many talks and I stayed. So it's been six years that I've been doing radio advertising sales um, and I actually love it. It gives me so much freedom. And the good thing about the freedom is that it gives me an opportunity to pursue my dreams and it gives me... Um, it, I guess, shapes my mindset to focus on bigger picture and know what's possible. Um, so I, I began doing makeup in college and it just turned into, um, people would hire me if they knew I did makeup. Like I I wasn't, I didn't have a name in it at that point. And, um, I guess like they would hire me if they were going out or like some prom, Um, I got my first wedding, and whoever I did first, I'm so sorry, that was not great. (laughs) The makeup was not great, and, um, but I loved it, and I think at the time I was $25 a person, you know, it was just something I did on the side, and um, I have this 
personality that I don't want my reputation to be something um, that people can say that like I did this you know I half did this or I kind of did a good job um, I wanted to be really good so I decided to pursue makeup more seriously on the side and that's when I started going to uh, the makeup master classes with Kim Kardashian's artist a couple of years ago um, started doing makeup in LA um, and met some really cool girls out there on a show and uh, yeah that's I just kept going and learning and trying my best and then before I knew it people started to recognize me in the makeup field so that's um, sort of where we are today where I'm just still striving to be the best and whether I have years and years to go to be that um, I'm just happy that people see talent in art well I think it's really important to also touch on the fact of what you were saying when you first started in the first wedding that you did and mm -hmm. about how you were like sorry <laughs> like I sucked then but the thing is is that 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 is something that everyone really has to take a step to do as for whatever it is they're working on mm -hmm. rather it's by the way we're here at ethereal brewery rather it's so rather it's being a brewer or right. rather it's being a makeup artist or mm -hmm. rather it's selling radio ads it's like you're probably not going to be good when you start off for sure if you are then good for you yes good for you but it's like you're going to have to put reps in you're going to fall yeah. down you're going to not do good yeah and i've definitely learned that and it's like the importance is that you can apply the lesson to whatever you're doing always and you can always be like all right i'm not that good right now but I, can work on I really it. care about it so yeah. that's why it was really important for you and obviously for me I can feel like that we kept just putting in the work mm -hmm. and that we we were we're sorry for what we did then but <laughs> yeah. the intention was wholehearted and that you cared about what we were doing yes. and it's like but look at what we're doing now right and you had to fall down and have those failures or mm -hmm. not necessarily do your best work to do what you're doing now for sure. so where you are now is obviously completely different <laughs> you've been doing this for 10 years yes and it's like, if you really put in work for 10 years, it's crazy where you're gonna see yourself. Yeah. I can't imagine where I can see myself in 10 years just based off what I am seeing with my podcast. And it's really important to envision what you're gonna do with mm -hmm. your success. And you know, if you get to where you're just like, I have a dream, but I don't really have like a, a set goal or a list of ways or like a vision that I've seen to get there, mm -hmm. sometimes you get lost. So I know that you kind of talked to me a little bit about how important it is to envision. So when you were doing those $25 weddings and proms mm -hmm. and things like that, what were you telling yourself? How were you keeping yourself hyped up to, to get to where you are now? Yeah, so I think that if I knew then, when I was 20, what I know now at 30, what this 10 years could look like. It's amazing what has happened in 10 years, but like I'm really excited for what's gonna happen between 30 and 40 because now my mindset's different. And so when I was, you know, 20 and 21 and 22 and I was getting started in makeup and it was before makeup was really as a fad as it is today. You know, people are, everyone's a makeup artist. You know, everyone does makeup. And um, at the time makeup was not something that you really get notoriety from. YouTube really wasn't a thing 10 years ago. Like it was just a baby. And I think that just seeing my work and being really critical of myself and then knowing that like okay I can do better than that like that's pretty good I'm thankful that this person hired me I'm so grateful for any opportunity 
and I just loved the way people felt when I was finished with their makeup and when they were like oh wow I can't believe you know how I feel or how I look and um, I've had people cry when they looked in the mirror and it, it's really that's what sort of fills me up is that I know that you can you can just see a shift in someone's energy from the time they sit in your makeup chair to the time they get out of your makeup chair um, and their body language and their and their posture and their smiles and in the way they're taking pictures or you know it, it that makes me feel so good because I think every woman deserves to feel beautiful with or without makeup and um, the whole time I'm doing makeup I'm constantly telling people how amazing they are and you would be shocked how many people sit in sit in your chair it's every, it's every person they sit in the chair and they instantly tell you what's wrong with them they want to get ahead of it they think you're judging them so they want to be like oh I have the worst eyebrows or like I have no lips or I like look at my lashes they're so sparse or my skin's awful or I gave you a project like everyone's got something negative to say about themselves and I'm like if it was up to me, I could stop right now. Like, I don't have to do your makeup for you to be beautiful. I feel that when I'm done and I got to exercise my creativity, then you can look at yourself in the mirror and then feel that confidence from within that maybe they clearly sometimes don't have when they sit down. Um, and sometimes they do, but I would say nine times out of 10, someone instantly gives me a negative you know part of themselves that they sort of want to get ahead of what they think I'll be judging them because I'm right in their face um but I'm not it's just for me I can see a face and see beauty in it regardless of what someone looks like um and I genuinely feel that women are so beautiful and so powerful and so amazing that when I see a woman I don't instantly go to her negatives or her quote-unquote flaws um so yeah so with that intent behind my work I feel that I've um hopefully gotten that across to people and with that carried myself into more more and more success because then word of mouth travels and that kind of thing and people share my work and um that means a lot to me too and for me, I've really found that I have found a lot of self-love just in learning to work really hard at something that I'm really passionate about. Right. Because you really learn what you're willing to struggle against and mm -hmm. like the adversity you're willing to take in order to get to the thing that you really love. Right. So in that process, because you do know that you love what you're doing, you're like, all right, then I must, this, this is like obviously gaining some sort of character for myself. Mm -hmm. And what I always talk about is when I used to be 400 pounds, it was <laughs> like, I was that dude that I had the same values and the same like dreams that I have now but it's really I just have the energy to make it happen now right and it's like I didn't deserve any less love then than I do now mm -hmm. but at the same time I do struggle with that because I'm like that guy just was like he wasn't healthy in the way of like he wasn't mentally prepared to handle what was going to happen and now I'm like all right let's go to war and yeah. where then I was like all right I can't really do that and it was something I really struggled with, just fighting against myself. Mm -hmm. Like, and now it's like, now that I'm not doing that, it, it has taken a lot of like, and I do sit, like if I go to the barber or something, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm never ever like, man, you got a lot of work to do now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I got this good looking guy for you to yeah. sit down and cut his hair. And it's like, not because I'm like the best looking guy, right. it's really just cause I'm so confident. I feel so healthy good. about myself. And just, I literally am just on a different level mentally. And that's honestly where I've seen the biggest transformation for me. Mm -hmm. And it's just really cool to see people that 
whether it's a transformation for yourself physically or it's a transformation that takes 10 years for yourself to do professionally mm-hmm. is like you don't ever really envision when you're like the caterpillar that you're going to like be like this beautiful butterfly one right. day that makes this crazy thing happen but the thing right. is that you always had it in you to make it happen mm-hmm. it's just you got to go through some sort of metaphorphosis some sort of transformation. Yes. Metamorphosis. <laughs> Metamorphosis. <laughs> some sort of transformation <laughs> to make it happen. Right. And it's just like sometimes you're going to get some bumps and scratches, but mm-hmm. you got to just keep, if you have the vision to make it happen, then you right. will. Um, so another thing that we kind of talk about is, we talked about is how gratitude is so important. Mm-hmm. So obviously I feel like we're both pretty gracious people. Mm-hmm. Um like the whole reason that I have a podcast or that I have like done everything that I've done is because other people, and I know a lot of times my friends are like, dude, no, you you did it yourself. And I'm like, no, like I have a podcast because like there are really cool people who are like willing to share their stories and mm-hmm. their failures and their successes. And that's something I really like to do is just to be transparent. Because I find that a lot of times in like today's society that a lot of people were like, here are all my abundant successes. Yeah. But then it's like, but never a failure. Right. Or never like, hey, I, I learned this lesson today. Here, like, maybe here I can learn, like, I can pass this lesson on to you because I learned it. Right. And something that's been really cool is just the experience for me is to everybody that I bring on, there's some sort of lesson or some sort of cool thing to take from each episode mm-hmm. and so do you care to talk a little bit about like just how important gratitude is and some of the doors that's maybe opened up for you because obviously you work hard you have an extreme talent but sometimes you need a little extra and how has gratitude maybe helped you in those situations right so for me gratitude is everything and I don't I I credit all of my success to my gratitude because once I understood that you can want more while at the simultaneously being grateful for what you have in this in this moment then it creates more abundance and so once I figured that out it became it 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 lessened my depression that I was on a stronghold of for a couple of years that I didn't know if I was going to ever not be depressed it let it helped me with my anxiety I still have I'm diagnosed with anxiety and I still have quite a bit of anxiety but uh, my depression being grateful for what I have gave me a new perspective while simultaneously being grateful for what's to come and in that gratitude for what's to come I find that it helps attract uh, those those future happenings that's going to happen for me um, because I'm already grateful for them and um, honestly I'm not just grateful for the good times I'm, I'm grateful for 2020 for I've had so many weddings cancel and I'm at about I'm at less than half uh, financially than I was last year when it comes to doing makeup but I'm still grateful for every single person who was willing to give me a chance and I'm, I'm so sorry that they had to cancel um, their wedding day um, or reschedule it and I'm still grateful that um, I'm okay and I'm healthy and I'm so grateful that I'm able to you know what like rest like I'm grateful for some rest you know like I, I was working seven days a week last year and in some in some instances I'm still working seven days a week this year but I have a lot more free time and I'm able to rest and I'm able to reflect and um, being grateful for it all 
the good, the bad, the slow times, the times that blew my mind in, in makeup. I mean, I could cry thinking about it, but like, <laughs> like I'm so grateful for it. Like, because I remember the days I used to wish for exactly what I have. And the days I used to write down this, like the things I write down now, I haven't yet accomplished that I think I will accomplish. But at the time I wanted to be a sought after makeup artist. I used to write it down every single day. I want to be a sought after makeup artist. I want to do makeup. I want to do makeup. I want to do makeup. And um, it wasn't overnight, but it felt very overnight. <clears throat> Excuse me, how quickly I grew. Is that a corona cough? It was a corona cough. So you are not six feet, so you should probably go over there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just getting a mask. I feel bad for you because it's 100 degrees outside, so you can wear your mask if you so feel. He has a mask on. This is my cute future mask on. Mask on. This guy. Fucking mask on. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to wear a mask out here. Yeah, it's I'm too really hot. That just melted me almost. I'm so sorry for you. But. Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. Sorry to be goofy. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, but yeah, all of that's to say that. I'm ex I am extremely humbled and grateful for what life has thrown at me. The things that I used to write down on my on my vision board and on in my journal that have happened. Um, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of my life. I'm so humbled by it. I'm so grateful for it. I will never take it for granted. So no matter what I end up doing um, or how quote unquote big something I do might be or how proud my hometown is rooting for me and they're like oh I can't believe you got to do this or you got to go to New York and do that or like they're so rooting for me and it I respond to every comment because I'm still so grateful that someone took time to do that like I'm grateful for everything so um, I think it's opening doors for me I think people um, can appreciate that but um, I think it's important to be humble and grateful and, and not get ahead of yourself and never you know to know that if something doesn't work out, it's not necessarily a reflection of me. Um, so yeah, and I think that being grateful for what was, what is, and what's to be uh, will always open up doors for for people. And honestly, I think that's so cool that you just said that because literally something I have written down is like always. I'm like, where have you been? Where are you? Where are you? Why are you here? And where mm -hmm. are you going? Those are yeah. like three questions I always ask myself. Like huge. Yeah, because it's like important <clears throat> to know, like you did, you were, you might have been in this place, but yeah. like the question is now, like, all right, but that happened, so, but why are you here now? Mm -hmm. And then what is the direction you're going to go because of why are you here? Well, you have to start with why. Yeah. Right? Like you always, no matter what you do in life, whether it's I want to lose weight, I want to have this career, I want to make a million dollars, I want to drive this car, I want to have that house. Why? And then work it backwards you know and just think about how many people can I help along the way and what will a million dollars do for me what will it create for my life um, why do I want to earn that and and look into it because if it's for other people it could be it could be good or bad if it's for other people if it's for other people to judge you a certain way it's not necessarily a good thing mm -hmm. but if it's for other people so that you can better help your family or put yourself in a financial place to where you feel secure um, there are so many reasons, but we have to get to the core of why we want to do something, why we want to lose weight, whether it's confidence or um, feeling better and more agile and, you know, um, feeling lighter, uh, our clothes fitting better. You know, there's so many reasons 
that people want to lose weight. I'm starting to get attacked. Um, it's getting bad. Yeah, the bugs. You're getting attacked more than me. I don't know why, because I'm wearing perfume. I'm, I'm wearing, wearing cologne. But normally they like want. I think they want perfume. That's what I tell myself. Who knows? We're both <laughs> lovely smelling people. We smell so good, <laughs> and we're sweating like a lot. Um, My mom says bugs like me because I'm sweet. I get that. Sounds corny. Um, I also want everyone to know that I have my O Polar fan with me today. That is chargeable. She's channeling her inner Marilyn right now. I'm so hot. So um, I, I pulled this out the other day at a restaurant, and first they laughed, then they want to be. Then they're like, "All right, now I get it." I, I want. Now to that we've been it. melting like a Matt Beigel boxing class. <laughs> Shout out to Matt. Um. But yeah, so but I feel like your weight loss journey has definitely like helped your mindset a lot for like when you were saying accomplishing goals because then it feels like what's next. If you can accomplish something like that, which that's that's all mental. Yeah. I mean, it's physical too, but like mental before physical every time. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah, like people are like, what's your biggest life goal? And I'm like, well, I mean, most people would say what I achieved would be their biggest life goal, but yeah. it's like, it, the whole reason that I got so motivated in the first place was had a head injury and I kind of was stuck and I started listening to podcasts and the influence of podcasts I was like wow I could actually maybe weirdly do that because yeah. I, I feel like I'm passionate enough and well-spoken enough that mm -hmm. I could maybe get into that and I had started doing work with my voice at a young age I actually had a vocal cord issue weirdly when I was growing up, so I had a lesion on my vocal cord. I've had the same voice since I was like five years old. People no call and be like, hello, uh, Shuck Residence. And they thought it I was like I would be a like, grown man. And they'd be like, Richard, uh, <laughs> you know, you're going to play poker tonight. And I'll be like, this is Austin. I'm five. I'm five years old. I'm five. I have the same voice as my dad, though. Right. So literally, I've had the same voice since I was five, like weirdly. And it was because my tonsils were squeezing my vocal cords together. Oh, so no. at a young age, I got into doing announcing for like sports games. Like, no way. Yeah, like That's I did so like cool. little league baseball, yeah. little league football. When I wasn't playing, like I was doing the announcing, and then it like weirdly kind of just got to where I started doing more and more. And then it was like now I'm doing middle school. And then when I got to Lexington, there was this really weird happenstance circumstance that came up. And I would listen to ESPN radio very frequently, the mm -hmm. local station. And they would have this radio sh show called Matthew and Mikey on Waller at Jimmy John's from time to time. Are you from Lexington? Well, no, but I'm from Eastern Kentucky. I'm from West oh. Liberty, too. Okay. Well, not too, but from Eastern Kentucky. Eastern, as, well. as well as me, yeah. And um, so I would listen to this radio show, and I finally I would call in all the time, and I was just like, hey, you're on the, like, almost right down the road from me. Can I come talk to you all? And I just was like, can I get a job? And the dude was like, this is weird. That's so cool that you just like did that. It is. Like, it is. I couldn't ever do The dude that. literally was like, this is really weird that you happened to come and ask this today. Yeah. But the hiring manager is the guy that's that's uh, doing the, sh is the producer for the show today. The guy that's the producer that's normally here is sick. So the guy that literally hires people is here and you can literally just go ask him. How old were you? 24. 20, okay. Yeah. It's like right out of college. I walked up to him and I was like, so... I love your old show and you know that I call in from time to time and I work for you all and he was like well give me like two weeks and let, I'll let you know 
and he calls me and he's like yeah you can come be a producer for this show and I was like really just because I just had the guts you to just, go wow yeah and it didn't really end up working out because that's when I like was really peak like not good health for myself and yeah. kind of was lazy yeah well we all had moments. and so I'm not uh, the same person I was at 24 and so I really was like I really am regretful of how I didn't take advantage of that situation because how much I do really care about this stuff. Right. And that's like one of my failures I like to talk about is I'm just like, sometimes you're going to do stuff and it sucked then, but if I would have stuck through it, like where would I be now? Right. Yeah. And so that's like, that's, that, true. that's challenging for me. It hurts my ego <laughs> for sure. But ego is something I've really learned to be combative against. And it's like something I'm like, all right, you need to like sacrifice the ego. Did you read a lot of books about well, this type so, of thing? So after I heard my head, podcast and reading became like my right. main medium of like influence. And They're mine too. And it was just like, I could maybe do that. And yeah. then like I heard this story of this dude named David Goggins. And he lost like an insane amount of weight in like one year. And I was like, well, if that guy can do that, I could do that. And then yeah. I hit it. <laughs> and it was just like, all right, well, if I can do that, then what can I not do yeah and that's why there's a podcast and that's why I like trained to run a marathon like that's literally so one day cool. I just ran a half marathon because I was like there's not going to ever be a time because corona's going on yeah I'm going to be able to do like an actual half marathon yeah and one day I just got up had no uh, no plan and I just started running what and I ran to six miles <laughs> and I was like you know what I'm going to go ahead and do another six and a half miles what yeah and oh my i'm mind blown and i ran it in like eight eight minute average what yeah. i'm so shook and i was like what shook she's so shook i'm shook but sorry it's okay <laughs> no it's true because i i couldn't but, do that but i was literally i mean maybe i could but someone I wouldn't was just like to. how do you do that and i was like well i was like maybe i was always ready to do that and it was just like i just needed to challenge myself and that's something i've really found that's so important in this journey is the like like how often do we not challenge ourselves because we're so comfortable that we think that that's like the ultimate way of survival but it's like once you start being an entrepreneur yeah. or you start like doing things that you're like oh wow like this $25 wedding I sucked but yeah. you're like but I know what I need to work from right. from that situation right. and I, I tell people all the time the first mile I ever ran at EBF was 12 minutes and now I'm running like a Seven minute mile. That's pretty dang good. And it's like I almost like when I used to run a ten minute mile, I was crushing it. So I still feel um, excited about when I run a ten minute mile. I'm Don't like, get holy crap! Twisted. I'm like, yeah. Like I a ten minute mile, I'm like, I did that. Mm -hmm. Me like, too, though. Still to this day, I'm 10. still excited about that. <laughs> but people are like, how did you? How did you do that with your time? And I'm like, I'm not talented. I'm not like better than anybody mm -hmm. I don't have some like crazy genetics that made me be faster it's like at the end of the day I just am willing to work hard what goes and on in your mind like when you're running like, I'm thinking about does... stuff like we're talking about right now really like do you think about every step or do you just erase the running from I don't your even mind, think about or... the running I just think about that's like all I think about when I'm running is every step and it hurts and I'm like this sucks this sucks I heard this when dude... Matt makes me run mm -hmm. no like I'm just like Matt you knew you knew not to make me run but he always does he doesn't care the guy who really really influenced me was like when you run 
he said when I run, I'm not training to run 100 miles because this dude runs like 100 mile marathons. Wow. Insanity. His name's David Goggins. Dude's insane. But he was like, I'm not training to run 100, 100 mile marathons. I'm training for the day that I get a 2 a.m. call that someone who I love has passed away. And I was like, that's a weird way to look at that. Very like stoic because I love philosophy. So I was like, that's yeah. a very like stoic philosophical way to look at that. Yeah. But I was like, but it's very applicable. And so the way that I started training was like, I'm not training for me to be better at running or me to be a better boxer because I'm not ever going to be a champion of either of those things. Mm-hmm. Or I'm, I hope to be the best podcaster ever. <laughs> That's one thing I maybe feel like I could maybe do. Yeah. But my goal at the end of the day, even though it might not be possible, is that I put in the effort that it's mm-hmm. possible because there's a reward that if I struggle through it, that I will be more prepared for when real struggle happens. Mm-hmm. People are like, how do you handle Corona so well? How do you handle like when someone dies that you love so well? And it's just like, I run a lot or I work really yeah. hard. And learning to struggle is like weirdly a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I've really found ways to apply that to running or working out or doing a podcast. Right. When people are like, dude, when do you sleep? And I'm like, well, like, you don't? Because I do. Like, eight or nine hours a night. Well, like, <laughs> four to six, and it's usually more four hours. What? So, yeah. And that's not healthy. What? Amanda Nybert, who's on my podcast a few times, like, what is wrong with you? Don't do that. She wants you to sleep. I know she does. But I just... And I know she wants you to throw out your scale, too. Well... I love her. I love Amanda, and she I actually messaged her today and told her that... So, we're going to do, I guess, maybe an episode with me and her husband where we do like where we cook something and make some cocktails that's pretty cool yeah and yeah. Uh, so i'll just message her because they've been on my podcast a few times and i messaged her and was like hey i just want to let you know i haven't talked to you in a while but thank you so much because my mom's lost like 35 pounds oh. since i started my podcast no but just like through her stuff that she provides on her I swear she gives a lot exactly she gives a lot and that's why I told her was like that's why I loved you so much was you give so much away for free but that it makes sense why your program when people do pay for it is so good it's so good I've done it a couple of different times and I've lost weight killer yeah but my mom she lost 30 or 35 pounds my dad's lost 40 pounds really yeah good for them it's not easy as you know yes and my mom was like She's like, obviously, you were my main influence, but she was like, but having people that are influential has mm-hmm. really been helpful to me because I see why you are doing what you do. So having people like you and having people like Amanda, having people like Mike, they're always mm-hmm. so positive and so Mike cool. Yeah. Mike was like, why well, I started the What The Show podcast. Wow. Like, I love him. Yeah. Me and him can do this, like yes. what we're, you and I are doing just in a coffee Actually, shop for Actually, I met hours. you at Lululemon. Oh, yeah. That was, I guess, the first time we ever met. On... Black Friday, and you're like, well, Lululemon, they never have anything on sale. And they I was don't. like, this girl's funny as it's, hell. They don't. I laughed my ass off when you said that, though. And I was like, who is this lady? Like, that's hilarious. And then Mike was like, here's my friend Brittany. And I was like, oh, shit. She was totally just throwing shade at L Brand. And I'm joking. No, but. but by the way, Lululemon. Is, you need to have more sales. These shorts. Are they Lulu? Lululemon. That's pretty good. They look like dress shorts. Um, hit your boy up. Give him a sponsorship. He needs it. I got a it. crazy story. He needs a sponsorship. Yeah. I'll take it, for real. Like, for real. Give him clothes. And a paycheck. I don't need a paycheck. I just want some cool Come clothes on. to put on. You have to ask for it. 
we work into that. Closed mouths don't about, get fed. We just talked about gratitude working your way up with gratitude. <laughs> yeah, but closed mouths don't get fed, just like your radio job. You gotta go in there and ask. He wants a wow. paycheck. Well, anyway, so <laughs> it's just like I've found really cool ways to find being be adaptive and use weird things that I normally would run away from, like struggling mm -hmm. or hard work. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, if I'm scared to do it, then I'm like. I need to do it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, run towards the fear. Yeah, and you still would be like, Yeah. I'm good. I'm comfortable. Run towards I it. I ain't doing that shit. If it's scary, you're in the right direction. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. If it's scary, that's how you know it's for you. Yeah. If it's not scary, it's your comfort zone. What, what would you say? All right, so you were just talking about going to New York. I would yep. maybe assume this would be one of the scariest things because you were <laughs> yeah. working with like one of your big Idol, like, yeah, idols, essentially. Yeah. So... Tell us a little bit about like what you did in that moment, because I'm like, all right, I would say that was one of your scariest yeah, I was moments, right? Out. Okay, yeah. so yeah, yeah. So tell us yeah. a little bit about what, what, what. Tell us what you did and what I'm referencing right now. Okay, so in February, I. Also, how crazy is it that you got to do that? Because you almost probably about missed out on that because of Corona. I know it was like right before. It was in, it was insane. Like I cannot believe. I'm so grateful. Yes, yes. Like, there was corona in New York at the time. I just... Ah, you might have had the corona when you came back. I was perfectly fine. Um, so, I went to New York. Sick? I didn't get sick. I may have been asymptomatic. Um, but, I went to New York in February um, after I applied for something that I didn't know if I would get. But I prayed so hard and I asked for prayers and... It was actually my nanny, my grandma, she called me after I told her I applied. She said, it was the day I applied. And I applied to do, just so everyone knows, I applied to do uh, basically a one-on-one -on -one internship with Kim Kardashian's makeup artist, Mario Dadovanovic, who I have looked up to for at least 10 years. I admire him so much. His work is He's perfect. He's a beautiful man. He is a beautiful man, like he, he is. Um, but his, his work is perfect and where he is in his career is perfect and everything about what he does and what he stands for and just, you know, he's so humble and grateful and I aspire to be like Mario. And so one of my dreams was to meet him and now it's been five times that I have, but this in particular was a one-on-one -on -one, uh, where, I, where I did the makeup. So um, I applied like everyone else in America. And, um, but my, my nanny called me that night. More and... people applied for this than voted for a presidency the last time. <laughs> yeah, right. He did say thousands of people. So, I, I probably mean, close. Actually, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but because this is everyone's dream is, is to get to, to work with Mario like that. Well, if you're a makeup artist, like obviously it's not your dream, but, um, anyone who's a makeup artist, um, the opportunity was just like insane. He had never done something like this before. And, um, it said, you know, after upon completing the application it says like we will know within the next like two weeks and so like here's the deadline like we'll know by then so like instantly started sweating right like, I, like yeah so my nanny called me that night and she was like what he say and I, I was like oh nanny you know like they don't know yet like clearly like I just applied and I was like I'm freaking out though like make sure you pray and she was like I don't know God just told me that they've decided and I was like well they didn't you know so I'm like hopefully God is right but like I don't know so the next morning when I woke up they had sent me an email that night that I didn't check I just didn't assume they were gonna send it and they were like so you filled this out wrong but Mario insists that it's you 
so you need to refill out this and we'll give you your confirmation letter today and I was like and it was on like a Sunday and I just instantly like boom, tears like just waterworks and I called Nanny and I was like he was right like God was right <laughs> um so and um gosh like the fact that I filled it out wrong I had ended up filling out an application for a master class and they were like I'm pretty sure you wanted to do the the one-on-one -on -one with them and I was like yeah <laughs> so anyway so I got to go and it was amazing and so scary I went to New York by myself and for had you been to New York before mm -mm. so it was all new so Britt takes uh, on the big city Britt takes on the big city I went up there with like so much hope and just like being on the plane like I, I landed at night and seeing the city because I'd been in LA few like a bunch of times but I hadn't hadn't gone to New York especially to work or especially for an opportunity like this at all you know and so I was like landing and you just see the city on both sides of the plane and it was just amazing like I can't even like I was just like on the plane like <laughs> like smiling so big like geez everybody else is just like going home like it's not a big deal to them and I'm like eee! I'm in New York City so that was so much fun and uh, landed found the hotel did everything like by myself I stayed in Manhattan and uh, took a class uh, with him on Friday and then Saturday um, I just explored the city all day mm. I mean I literally could not move I was what was the so best thing sore. you ate in New York oh the best thing I ate Oh, it was pizza. It was from Prince Street Pizza. I've never been in New York, so I don't know. Oh, my gosh. So, like, I asked the hotel person. I was like, what's the best pizza in New York? And they were like, it's literally down the street. You can walk. So. That dude got paid to say that. Maybe, but it was, there was a line, like, out the door. Like, you had, maybe. I was on the street of New pre -social York. Pre-social like, distancing? It was pre-social distancing. Like, we were. It's a big deal. Yeah. Out the door. <laughs> so, I was, uh, I was waiting in line, and. It was so good. Like, I made a video on Instagram, and so many people were just laughing at me because I was like, it looks like a school pizza, but I'm telling you, it's so good. But the pepperonis, because they were little, but. But it was square like school pizza. No, no, no. I mean, it was. But the pepperonis were like school it pizza. It was the pepperonis that did so it. So they were the little square pepperonis. No, they were the little bitty round ones. Like, you know, pepperonis are like pretty good size, and then, but these ones were little like a school you pizza. You must have had better school pizzas than we had. Air school pizza had little round or little square ones. Really? Or rectangular. Like you know how the ham is cut, like in like, like yeah, that. I get that. Mm. Um, yeah, you all had better. <laughs> we had round, I think. I mean, that better school pizza than we had. The only school pizza I remember is the breakfast pizza. So good. So gravy. good. Gravy. Yeah. Everybody loves and that. And sausage was so good. I don't even like I, sausage. Honestly, like I go. don't know why it was so good, and like it's not a thing. Like you can't go to brunch and get pizza. If you can, let me know, because I want to eat that That again. isn't a thing in Lexington. We're, you hear that, Lexington? Like, make a breakfast pizza, and I'm first in line. Um, There's a lot of people who will love that. It might that just would be, be great, a Kentucky it? thing, though. You think? Maybe. It was really good. It makes sense to me, too, like the Damn, sauce. am I going to make breakfast pizza at the lake this weekend? Yeah. I think I am. Yeah, like 10, 10 out of 10. Me. 10 out of 10. I'm let me know how that goes. you a pic. <laughs> let me know, yeah, like sausage, gravy, cheese on... A, was it just a pizza crust? It was just a crust. Yeah. The crust was so. The good. crust was like supposed to be like the biscuit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could do a biscuit, but I liked it better with exactly how it was in school. Like, I wonder if they still have that. They definitely do. Do they? Yeah. They're, it makes me want to drive to my hometown. Don't do it. And be like, can I get a piece, <laughs> please? <laughs> please. Um, what would you say that 
has been the biggest challenge for you as an entrepreneur with the business that you do during COVID-19? Oh my gosh. I mean, for me, I'm in people's faces, right? So like, I... I wear a mask, I wear gloves, I'm fully sanitary. The good thing about makeup is that it's already sanitary. Mm. Um, makeup artists should be super sanitary. You shouldn't be double dipping into things. You really sh- you have to clean the brushes between people. Like you're not allowed to like, dip your finger. Um, the one thing I have noticed myself is that I, one thing I used to do that was unsanitary was I used to like take a lash and when the glue was drying, I'd blow on it. That's so not a thing. I know. Like, now I'm like, I can't because I have a mask on. And I'm like, actually, that's a good idea because I used to blow on lashes. So, Um, Sorry for lashes. Sorry if I have blown on your lashes in the past. Um, But, yeah. So, but it's already pretty sanitary. But people are now, it's not necessarily canceling their makeup. It's Mm -hmm. canceling their weddings. So, because um, there's only so many people allowed at these venues and you know if you're counting the caterers and things like that I mean that's people off your guest list and so when you have 50 people allowed in an event I mean it turns to like 40 pretty quickly because you've got all kinds of vendors there you know if you have a DJ and you have I didn't even think of that you know yeah and those wow. count and so and then you have 20 on each side and it just really limits you and some people have weddings that are 300 plus people and they just don't want to have to uninvite people mm-hmm. so they just cancel it or reschedule so my 2021 is actually pretty booked uh but it's like but for all my 20... 2021 coming in hot if we got a vaccine <laughs> please please at this point um but yeah like so all of my but all of my 2020 brides that are going to be like engaged that'll be getting married in 2021 are not going to have the availability like they think they do so if you are getting engaged in 2020 you need to book your 2021 makeup artist now because all of the 2020 brides are already booking those 2021 dates just a little thing because i'm not going to be able to take a lot of new bookings next year already um i've got some months that are completely booked for next year already so that's pretty crazy um it's crazy yeah all of my may is gone so next may is not gonna be good for y'all and most of june and most of September of next year is um I feel like that's wedding season though it is they're all wedding season I mean I've got like one or two I think I have October 21st of next year booked um I'm trying to envision my I have a big wall calendar for 2020 and 2021 I just write down all my things but luckily it's erasable because I'm constantly (laughs) erasing dates this year and booking dates and erasing dates and you know I got another cancellation today um for August and um but I got two new bookings for August, for this August and normally uh, at this point in my career having a date open right now last minute is not a thing but I totally do if y'all are looking for a makeup artist I've got dates for days like I'm free um, I have a lot of friends getting married so, so I'd rather listen to this if they yeah, don't have makeup artists management at BritMoses.com Brit with two T's um, and I will send you my rates and FAQ sheets of course the sun finally goes away oh we should have done this at six <laughs> I needed to be I needed it to be uh, technically it's supposed to be at six getting my mom some food at six but um <laughs> any, anyway it's um it's definitely been weird with corona um but again you the, what can you do I mean people are faced it's a harder decision for a bride to like not get married on the day that they were looking so forward to than mm-hmm. it is for me to just not do makeup that day I mean and I appreciate I'm, that you're you understand that because most people are like, oh my god it's like my job yeah. blah, blah, blah. but you're like well I mean what can you do 
it's every, harder for it's them. It's worse for them, yeah. Yeah, it's harder so. for them. I would hate to be, and every time someone says that, I'm like, I'm so sorry you were faced with that. Mm. You know, of course. Like, if you reschedule, let me know. If you don't, I hope you have a great wedding day. You know, I'm not um, going to hold anyone to a contract right now. Um, but, I mean, I'm really hoping next year is better. I've got such big goals that I won't hit this year, but... Um, man I, I have like this little sheet that I had at the beginning of the year and I had my number goal on there of what I wanted to do in makeup this year and I was like by hand filling in like the bar graph like mm -hmm. as I got to that and um now I'm like erase erase <laughs> like I'm not even like as everyone's canceling so I definitely will not get there this year there's no way possible I'm already halfway through the year so um but hopefully next year I can get there because it helps me um it's definitely like doing business with a local business. It helps me with a lot of uh, financial financial things, whether it's um, helping me pay for all the investments that I've made in makeup, whether it's the makeup classes that I've done, whether it's my makeup kit, um, the gas, the everything, the education, the plane tickets that I'm spending to go here and there. And um, the money that I make from makeup doesn't come close to covering my investment in makeup just yet. Although I'm so grateful for what I, for what I make in makeup and, um, not for one second when I say it's not enough, but, um, I still haven't profited, um, even with as much as, um, as I do in makeup. So I am hoping to slowly do more and more, um, because I do invest so much. Like my kit is insane. I'm so proud of it. Um, one of the reasons I'm good at makeup is because I have great products, great brushes. Um, I don't care to spend money on makeup because I believe in really good products, really good brushes. It matters. Um, you can't skip on either one of them. I asked Mario once, you know, what, what's better? What, you know, what's more important, the brush or the makeup? And he was like, you know, it's equally as important. You need a really good brush and you need a really good product. And, um, you can make it work as long as you understand color theory and, you understand how different skin types work and you understand climate conditions and lighting and um, indoor versus outdoor and uh, how sunscreen affects the flash of a camera. And if you understand all the nuances of makeup and you have good products, then I mean, all it takes is a little skill, a little practice and there you're in business. So obviously we've talked a little bit about where you were mm -hmm. and we're, we've talked about why you are here now. Yes. So I kind of want to touch a little bit on where you plan to go for the rest mm -hmm. of your, like what your vision is kind of, obviously you don't have to be very concrete, yeah. but what are some of your big goals that you have for like the next five to 10 years? And maybe after that, just kind of tell everybody where we can find you on social media and like what maybe we'll end with like a, like what your mission is for the year. Sure. But so just elaborate on like what you're where big, I plan to go. Um, so yeah. Okay. Big goals for the next big like goals. year, five year, ten year goals. Okay. So my goal for the next twelve months is to get back to what is seemingly normal, mm -hmm. and to start having consistent makeup again, um, because it fills my heart. I don't, I don't have a family like as far as like a husband and kids, so I can invest seven days a week into what I do and I love it and um, it, it builds my character and it makes me um, be the person I want to be at the same time as get to do what I want to do so um, 
it's never an issue. Um, I would like to, out of 52 weeks a year, I'd like to be booked 52 weekends a year. Um, so I would just like for the next year to get back to normal um, and to continue to organize my business in a way that um, streamlines it and then uh, take further steps with Bridal Beauty Network, which is my side, my side side hustle, um, and uh, which basically is a platform for makeup artists and hairstylists uh, anyone who has a nail shop or tanning salons, um, plastic surgeons, um, you know, who do Botox and things like that, and um, lip filler and uh, dentists, anyone that has anything to do with beauty, um, I'm, I'm, I've started Bridal Beauty Network, which uh, links brides with beauty professionals. Um, it's a really streamlined source for them to be able to research uh, beauty professionals in, uh, in Kentucky. So uh, I'm building out the website for that now. I've got applications for people who want to be on the team, which I'm so grateful for everyone who's applied. And some of the letters that I'm getting of people who want to be a part of that um, is so moving because I remember that hunger. I still have the hunger, but I remember when I was first starting and the hunger to want to be a part of something bigger. And then to create that platform for, for local artists and stylists um, is really important to me. So that I'd like to get fully concrete. Um, and fully rolling and, and things like that and um, it's you know it's hard because in the next five and ten years now that my vision has shifted for what's possible in life it's so important for me to to not disappoint myself by aiming too low because I believe that with focus and hard work and a desire to do good in this world. I would like to touch lives on a large scale while doing makeup, um, in some way making beauty mean more than products on your face and helping women see parts of themselves that they maybe ignored or didn't understand was there because I've been there and helping women to take the next steps in their lives to to get to their bigger goals and to understand what's possible for them because on everyone my mom was such a big part of me knowing what was possible for a woman to do and I'm so thankful for her sacrifice and her experience because it taught me that there's no limit I mean as long as you're willing to work and envision a future so when I envision my future I see myself speaking on stages I see myself um, living in a beautiful home that is all mine and Teddy's <laughs> my, my golden doodle and he's um, adorable he's so stinking cute he looks like a teddy bear um, and I would literally never be able to I almost brought him. I was afraid he would bark too much. I would never be able to, like, give him punishments. You can't. I would be like, he would no. destroy my house and eat, like, a million dollars. And I'll be like, Eddie, now look at me right now because I'm going to fight you. But you ate a million dollars. But yeah. I know you're going to win this. But you didn't mean to. But don't look at yeah. me because you're going to win this situation with your cuteness. Yeah, he gets away with everything. He's such a good boy, though. And he may not be a good boy, but he is a good boy because he is so cute. God made him cute for a reason. But yeah, so me and Teddy will have this amazing home and I would be able to have a platform big enough to reach women of all stages of life. And if they didn't have my mom, which they don't, for me to be the example of what's possible. And it's, I feel it is my duty to 
be as big and dream as big as I can and be as big as I can and do as much as I can to prove to people what's possible because they may not have seen that for themselves and I'm just a girl like I'm just from southeastern Kentucky and I'm just trying my best 606 by God 606 by God <laughs> so bulls 606 bulls so but definitely I'm so excited for what's next I may start a YouTube channel um, where I can talk to people and do makeup at the same time um, but if you I posted a thing on Instagram today and it's so true but if you hang out with me long enough I'm gonna trick you into believing you can do anything you want to do so I hope to be the example of that for for girls everywhere of all ages and in places in life no matter what your economic status is or where you're from or how old you are I want to I want to do as much as I can to prove to them that it's possible and where can everybody find you to get content like you were just talking about yeah so Instagram is where I post the most and post that is Brit Moses, B-R-I-T-T-M-O-S-E-S. If you want to see my portfolio, you can go to Brit Moses Makeup on Instagram or BritMosesMakeup.com is my makeup website where I post some portfolio um, work of mine. And then um, if you go to, if you send an email to management at BritMoses.com, it comes to me. But like on my website, there's like a contact me form and then most people just go through that. Um, yeah, BritMoses.com is my blog. <laughs> if you Google Brit Moses, there I will be. Um, wow, that <laughs> so must be cool. It's like, there I am. You can see any of my platforms. Um, I don't currently have a YouTube though, so hopefully that'll be soon. Um, I've, see, you I'm need to get of, one of the things like, that I'm recording on. That thing is really cool. It's so sick. No, I love the arm of that. It's like really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I guess we'll see what the next chapter is. And um, well, I'm excited to see it. Thank you. Yes, I'm, thank I'm excited you so to much see what you do on. too. Like, I can't wait until you are the biggest podcaster. And I'll be like, I remember when he knew little old me and he interviewed me on his podcast. And that's the goal is like, and that's what, like, what I really want to do with this podcast and why I invite the people on that I have on is because I ultimately feel like the people that I talk to, regardless of if it's exactly applicable to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm you have a similar mindset and For you sure. have a similar work ethic and you believe that you are going to do it and you mm -hmm. not only believe that you're going to do it but you want to make it happen for other people it's true and for me that's why that was so important that I had you on is like i said i literally for we've talked about this for like months now <laughs> yeah. like you coming on and i was like i don't Hashtag know like COVID. what we were talking about like i don't know anything about makeup <laughs> and i don't really have any reason to talk about makeup but are you sure you want to do your makeup an incredible like at what you do so i was like I, I must find a way to do it and then we kind of just talked about it and i was like all right we gotta make it happen so thanks for deeming me worthy well, i really appreciate it you're, like you're the talent here i'm i'm just <laughs> i'm just the person that has a mic and i appreciate it though, you did really. all the work honestly. you could have chosen any other makeup artist in town well, so i appreciate that you chose me you did a great job and like i said you're constantly so positive and in a time that is so not positive <laughs> It's really important that we kind of provide that. Mm -hmm. So I just was like, this was a great candidate in person of what I really want to make happen and to just put off. So Thanks thank you so much. That. I appreciate yep. it. Yep. Um, if you're listening to the What the Shuck podcast, check me out on What the Shuck 301 at Instagram and also on YouTube. And then I am also on Apple Podcasts and also on SoundCloud. But thank you, Brittany, so much. Uh, we are here from Ethereal. We had some technical difficulties because the heat, <laughs> my whole, my phone overheated and didn't record the first part of it. But hopefully I'll have the rest of it on recording, but definitely got it all on the mic. So I love you all. Stay safe. 
keep your mask on 